0: This podcast contains spoilers, yabba dibba dum So if you haven't seen Fiddler on the roof, just know that you have been warned. Oh this podcast contains spoilers Yibba diba 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 di dum So if you haven't seen Fiddler on the roof, just know that you have been very warned.
1: What's up, everybody, and welcome back to KFR News Radio. This is your host Glenjamin Button, along with your host Miguel. (laughs) Me 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 gusto. Lachaim, Glenjamin.
0: Lachaim. Mazel tov. how are mm. you? Molotov? What? M- mazel Tov.
1: Oh, I'm doing great. How are you doing, my friend? I
0: am also doing pretty good, especially after that. Singing brings the spirit up, no it, matter it, how it terrible really it is.
1: Especially when we're so close. Actually, I mean, now this episode is past Christmas time, but we're yeah. still kicking in the holiday season, gosh darn it. Yes, we are. We're, we're so doing it. We are
0: doing it. Speaking of doing it, how many movies did you do this week?
1: Oh my goodness, let me tell you how I watched three, including (laughs) Fiddler on the Roof. (laughs) Um, So I knocked out The Mandalorian. Uh, We'll talk about that later uh, with you in the hopes that maybe there's bright things and maybe some dark things and that the the light and the dark forces don't wash our minds of entertainment but anyway i started watching (laughs) anastasia the other day because i was like you know what everybody's watching this right now because it finally got on to to disney plus because Mm -hmm. i guess uh was it fox maybe i think made that that movie so they they have acquired the rights obviously to fox and now that movie's on disney plus yeah everybody's watching that and of course the whole time i'm sitting there watching it i wasn't watching it i was looking up facts about the uh, princess anastasia the duchess anastasia or whatever yeah Um, and And how
0: many women have said that they are her. Oh, yeah. And when, in reality, she definitely died.
1: Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah, I looked up the the real story about what happened and everything like that and how crazy that all was. Yeah. Because I heard a lot of rumors, a lot of different things. Uh, so that was very interesting to read while I was watching that very, very nice movie. Um, Mm -hmm. and then I've watched Loving this morning. Um, it's a fantastic film. Uh, really kind of just mind boggling mind boggling just the hatred that is that was in the past and still happening today obviously but jesus man let people love each other
0: my favorite fact about loving is that couple uh for those you don't know loving is about a a white man and a a a black woman who want to marry in the 60s or 70s i can't remember um and the state like refuses to allow that to happen. Like they mm. harass them and shit. In Virginia. And, yeah. And yeah, they live they live in Virginia. Virginia's motto since like two years after they were they won their Supreme Court ruling. <laughs> they made their motto, Virginia is for lovers. Mm-hmm.
1: Like
0: ah, uh, well, hold it, on a second.
1: It wasn't there for a minute. It buddy. wasn't
0: there for a minute. You're like, come on, stop, stop fooling people. Yeah. Uh, but that's uh, my favorite, like, ridiculous fact about that. Is mm-hmm. <laughs> it's sad, but I'm glad that you know we're kind of past that for the most part. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, interracial couples still f- 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 like experience backlash and everything for from mm-hmm. un- unevolved people, but yeah.
1: Um, So that was a great film, and then of course watched Fiddler on the Roof, which we will further talk about. Yes, we will.
0: Uh, I also... You
1: you silly willy.
0: I also uh, talked about, or watched The End of Mandalorian. Again, we can get into that Mm -hmm. in a minute. Um, I have watched 17 movies this week. Uh, Just know that I am only 10 away from hitting a movie a year, so it will slow down soon. Yep. Uh, First one I watched is I Kill Giants, which is a Uh, based off a comic book about this little girl who um is like paranoid she she's like protecting her town from attack by giants and no one believes in like it's in the modern world so no one believes in giants or anything and she's just like on this secret mission to protect the world uh Mm -hmm. from giants and it's kind of like a monster calls a bit where it's really just her grieving with something, which I won't get into for spoiler reasons. But, yeah. uh, you know, it, it's it's solid. Monster Calls is definitely a lot better, but... It's, I it's still a, watch that one, too. Yeah, it's, it's a good movie. Then I watched Johnny Mnemonic with uh, Keanu Reeves. Um, my favorite part about it... <laughs> Another is that, Johnny movie. Yeah. My favorite part about it is that it opens with uh a title card it's going through like all these microchips and all these wires and everything and it just says internet 2021 (laughs) so it takes place on the internet in 2021
1: yeah
0: and we're very close to internet 2021 so it's it's it's
1: coming up it's creeping right on in here yeah
0: so on new year's day i'm going to share a screenshot of that uh that image from (laughs) johnny mnemonic um It's a bad action movie from the 90s. That's all you need to know. It's entertaining, but it's a bad action movie from the 90s. Then I watched Juliet Naked with uh, Rose Byrne, Ethan Hawke, and Chris McDowd. Uh, It is about this couple where the the boyfriend is obsessed with this one uh, rock star who kind of disappeared. That said rock star is played by Ethan Uh, Hawke. The girlfriend writes a bad review off of like a new release from um ethan hawk and ethan hawk emails her and says i agree they start off this like you've got mail type relationship mm-hmm. and it just becomes this whole thing it's it's a pretty interesting movie i enjoyed it. it's it got some pretty strong acting from ethan hawk and Rose Byrne and chris mcdowell none of them ever turn into bad performance no matter how bad the movie is um so yeah it's a solid movie uh but not one that will wow you Uh, Then I watched Abominable, which, uh, Abominable, Abominable.
1: Is that the one with Hugh Jackman?
0: Uh, No, that is a uh, Missing Link, which I watched a few Uh, weeks ago. This one I thought was, uh, I think, like Little Bigfoot or whatever it's called. Yeah. um, With Channing Tatum, but it's not. It's another one (laughs) with no one I've ever heard of before. Uh, And it's about this girl who befriends an Abominable snowman who... escaped a lab and tries to take him back to mount everest and it's it's a kids movie it's cute it's yeah it's fine then i watched across the universe which um is okay uh it's it's you know for those you don't know it's like a jukebox musical where it's previously written songs in this instance it's all beatles songs Mm -hmm. kind of threaded through a story it really felt forced for a lot of the, the songs being in there. Like, a lot of the songs didn't really make sense yeah. for being in there. It's not like Moulin Rouge, where it's seamless in the songs and, and the story. Uh, and for the most part, Across the Universe is un, uninspired, except for uh, the I Want You, She's So Heavy sequence, um, hmm. which is, a, of course, that's a Beatles song, yeah. and it's, it's done during when one of them is being drafted in the Vietnam War and it's fucking it's a fucking great sequence with mm-hmm. uh, with like uncle sam soldiers like f- controlling their every movement and everything it's it's brilliant hmm. uh but the rest of it's very meh it's not bad it's just
1: meh just meh
0: yeah then i watched the public enemy from 1931 with um james cagney i think his first name is james uh it's like a gangster movie like one of the first gangster movies happened during when like al capone was at his height and everything so yeah it was very fresh in everyone's mind it's really good i enjoyed it um it's a classic movie you know it's, it's, it's a 30s very movie. gangster yeah it's a 30s movie so it's not v- really going to wow you too much yeah uh but it's, it is really good uh then i watched john carter because i was talking to our friend john clark and he was talking about how it is decent and deserved a lot better attention than yeah. it got uh that's most always people, what i heard
1: about it too yeah
0: most people know that john clark, uh, carter flopped Uh, and it is, it it definitely deserved not to flop, uh, kind of like the Lone Ranger. Other than the, um, the whitewashing of Tonto, the Lone Ranger was a solid movie, uh, but it just didn't make box office money. John Carter's dissimilar. Mm -hmm. Um, really the only weakness in it is the, the, uh, the lead actress in it who plays the princess. She's kind of weak, uh, for the most. She's not bad. She's just not as strong as everyone else. But yeah, that was a solid movie. Then I watched The Prom, which is a movie about a bunch of Broadway stars who go to a small Indiana town where they canceled prom because one of the students is a lesbian and they don't want to allow her to be in prom, so they just canceled the prom altogether. And these Broadway stars...
1: It's very, very high up there in uh, ridiculousness.
0: Yeah, and yeah. It, it it doubles down, too. Like The whole reason they go is to, to to work on their branding. They're not doing it out of the goodness of their heart. They're doing it for themselves, yeah. which is kind of a running theme. And it pokes a lot of fun at celebrity, which I really liked. Um, so, you know, I, I really enjoyed it. There are, are some, uh, you know, s- backlash from uh, James Corden playing a gay character when he's straight, which mm-hmm. I understand. Uh, he, he is a little flamboyant, and he's also straight, so I do understand that but I also think that it you know it's a fine movie it's not great it's yeah. but it's fine Meryl Streep is great in it uh Keegan Michael Key's great in it which you know I'm just glad to see he's getting more roles uh lately he's in that movie Jingle Jangle that came out too he's getting bigger roles too mm-hmm. which is nice cuz I kind of felt bad for him since Jordan Peele really took off, and he just kind of was in the back.
1: Yeah, he's also <laughs> but, getting more roles where he doesn't have to be just a comedic actor the whole time, too. Which oh yeah, sounds. he's
0: getting like he's he's pretty dramatic in this. I mean, it's a comedy movie, so there are comedic bits, but he's yeah. he's by no means is he like the funny man. He's he's just a side, a, a big side character, but mm-hmm. a side character that's more straight. Uh, then I watched um, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which is Chadwick Boseman's final film, mm-hmm. uh, and has Viola Davis in it. And oh man, it is it is something else to watch because you can uh, see just how much he knows what he's saying is about him and the entire thing. Like he yeah. he's feeling that character because uh, his character is all about like how he thinks life isn't fair and everything and how he he deserves better than his life and everything mm-hmm. and oh my god it just drives home you know in in hindsight it really drives the character home knowing that he filmed this while he was dying from uh i think it was pancreatic cancer yeah um yeah it's an incredible film i highly suggest people check that out
1: yeah, I, was I, watch... gonna, I was gonna watch that before i were uh instead of Loving, but I was like, I'll just watch Loving. It's a little bit shorter.
0: Yeah, and there's also on Netflix, there's also a great uh, behind-the-scenes featurette about uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Mm. and I thought the whole thing was going to be like them talking about Chadwick Boseman. There was a small segment on it, but it it was more about the film, which I'm glad, because I'm sure... Chadwick wouldn't. I mean, obviously, I don't know him. I'm just speculating since he kept this whole thing. You would imagine that
1: he would have wanted it that way. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like a a nice little, like two to three minute memoriam segment. Uh, But then the rest be about the film and the other actors and the other artists that are involved. And that's Mm -hmm. exactly what it is. Uh, So I suggest that as well. Uh, Then I watched Fiddler on the Roof. We'll get to that in a second. Then I watched Atonement because uh, people keep bugging me about Atonement. And I had seen about forty-five minutes of it from my time working at a movie theater, uh, and just hated it. Um, not because it's a bad film, but just because I hate movies where the plot can be completely avoided by one person using logic. Um, like one, st- it, it could be anyone else, anyone yeah. in the entire film. Just use logic and speak up, and the whole film could have been avoided. That is Atonement in a nutshell. Uh, the plot of it is that this this. Like 13-year-old girl tells a lie uh, about J- James McAvoy's character and says that he was um, raping someone because uh, he saw she saw him having sex with his sister and was confused about that mm-hmm. and then also saw a note that was kind of naughty and raunchy from him to his her sister that she also didn't understand so then she just made up this whole thing in her head and got the guy sent to World War II and yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's the whole thing. And if if just the whole th- he was arrested because of what she said. Nothing else. The, the, she she brought the letter to their attention, but that's just hearsay. Like it, it would not hold up even in in a court of law back then. Like it yeah. just doesn't make sense. If if the cop was just like, "Okay, this little girl's saying that, but we don't have anything else to go on." Mm-hmm. Like even even the victim says that she didn't see who it was. Spoiler alert, the victim was not raped. She just didn't want people to know that she had sex. Um and <laughs> It's just it's just dumb. I, the whole thing could have been avoided if just one cop was just like, you know what, this isn't enough for a court case. I'm going to
1: do my job. Yeah,
0: <laughs> instead it's just like, oh, this rich girl taught this working class, or t- said this working class man did this thing but has zero evidence other than a, a letter where he uses the C word. And that's it. It's just like... It, uh, it's, uh, it's just frustrating. Yeah, the movie is beautifully made and it's it's fantastically made, is well acted and everything. But the whole plot could be avoided if one person just went, "Hey, hey, hang on a minute. What if she's lying? She's she's probably yeah. lying. She could. She yeah. There's a good chance she's lying. Yeah. Yes, we should do our due diligence di- diligence and look into this. But she could be lying. Yes, we um, see
1: her standing here, but she's
0: lying. Yeah. Uh, then I watched Absolutely Anything, which is. Uh, robin williams last movie he voiced a dog in it mm-hmm. um and it's with simon Pegg and uh kate beckinsale i think it is yeah yeah i think and, so and it's about this guy who gets the powers to do absolutely anything by aliens who are seeing if he's going to use it for good or evil in order to destroy the planet or not um it's fine you know yeah it's got, it's got funny moments. It's mostly just kind of a throwaway movie. But yeah. Then I watched Dr. No, uh, the first James Bond movie. And mm-hmm. I was going to be like, hey, I'll, my, all the first 20 James Bond movies are on YouTube for free with ads right now. Might as well watch all of them. Then I watched Dr. No and I said, might as well just watch all of them spread out significantly because I don't know if I can handle that much James Bond in a short amount of time. Don't blame Um, you. And it's just funny what was considered action movies back then. I know they didn't have too much to go on, but that was a very... It was good. They they couldn't
1: Michael Bay it back then. Yes.
0: It was a good movie. But you could tell they were certainly limited in what they had. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, they had an actor, an Asian face, which was not surprising but a little disappointing. Yeah. Um, just because they had Asian actors throughout the rest of the movie. So why couldn't they just got one of them? But it was the 60s. Not forgiving it. But I was not surprised. Yeah. Uh, then I watched a movie with uh, Jemaine Clement called Humor Me. Where Jermaine Clement does an American accent. And as far as I'm concerned, that's the best part of the movie because I've never heard him do an accent that's other sad. than I I can't own.
1: imagine him doing an accent.
0: Yeah, he's he's pretty good at it. Um it's about this playwright whose wife leaves him because he is kind of stopped writing and he's trying to find himself and moves in with his dad and everything. It's a mm-hmm. it's a solid movie. Uh again, I'm not watching great things to get to, to yeah. get to three sixty six. You're trying to
1: you're trying to get to that three six six.
0: Then I watched Marnie, uh, which is a Alfred Hitchcock movie, nineteen sixty-four. Uh also has um Sean Connery in it, uh Tippy Hedron. It was filmed in our area, Chester County area. Heck uh, yeah, look somewhere. at us. Yeah, look at us. We're famous. And uh Sean Connery started off with American accent and then it slowly faded in and out between American and Scottish. Yeah. Uh, back and forth. Uh it's a it's a, it's a good movie, but I feel like it's a little too long. Um Hitchcock was kind of off of his high with, I think, both Psycho and The Bird. So he was just like, I can do anything. Mm-hmm. And then left things in there that were not necessary. Yeah. But other, uh, like other than the length, it's a solid movie. Uh, then I watched Spree, which is a movie with Joe Curie from Stranger Things, where he plays like an Uber driver who's trying to be famous. So he starts killing his passengers and, and live streams it all. and Makes sense. It is full of cringe and, uh, you know, Generation Z shit that's annoying <laughs> uh, no, and, and just exaggerates the whole we're obsessed with social media thing yeah. to a point where it's just not realistic. But it did have some entertaining qualities to it. Joe Keery's great in it. Uh, he, he It's interesting seeing him in anything other than his character on uh, Stranger Things, which is my favorite character in Stranger Things because yeah. it has the most depth um but yeah that was spree that's on hulu if you want to check it out it's a solid movie but it's also a cringe worthy movie so get ready yeah then the last movie i watched i just watched this afternoon the professor and the madman uh listen to this problematic problematic cast sean penn and mel gibson um Oh, oh yeah so sean penn and mel gibson are in this uh both are great in it of course uh But, you know, they are problematic actors. If you don't want to watch it because of that, completely understand. Mm -hmm. But it is essentially about uh, the guy who edited the Oxford English Dictionary in the 1800s and the uh, mental asylum patient who helped him do it. Yeah. Um, And really, you could take either of those characters and interchange them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> with yeah. mel gibson or sean penn and they would both pretty be pretty good with them um but mel gibson I wonder how they
1: decided that they were like yeah well you're gonna be this one instead I, yeah. well
0: mel gibson's character is scottish in it and okay. from
1: braveheart we knew he could do a scottish accent so they're probably yeah. like
0: hey we, let's do that um mel gibson's probably better in it i think sean penn kind of goes a little too uh over the top in some scenes but it's still pretty mm-hmm. solid in it uh overall it is a okay movie um a little too long and and the only thing i followed is the editing because it, it just st- stretched out more than it needed to yeah but that's all i watched for this week hopefully next week's the last week that i have a whole bunch of movies to talk about and then we'll get back and to unless we're going for another 365 the next no year. thank you yeah. no thank you um
1: <laughs> only five years at a time
0: <laughs> yeah really 2025 is the next time i'll do it yeah
1: uh but yeah that's all i got uh do you have any news to discuss um, I do have a slight bit of news that I found today. Um, so MGM wants to sell its entire movie studio, oh. which is a crazy thing to think about. It um, is. So apparently they have not been doing very, very well yeah, at I all mean, this year, they as you picked, can imagine. I mean,
0: they haven't been doing well for a while. When's the last time you saw a, a big blockbuster with the MGM logo in front of it?
1: Yeah, besides, you know, like James Bond movies. Um, yeah, they're, they're literally trying to sell all their assets you know that
0: i just hope disney doesn't take it
1: yeah i really hope not either um it seems though that they are kind of even struggling to get anybody like any they're very confident that they can sell their stuff to a streaming service Mm -hmm. but i i guess let me figure out uh they're trying to value themselves at 5.5 billion um which i mean probably sounds about right yeah. obviously but nobody's really reaching for it so like they've been trying to sell themselves to these different streaming services but nobody's really grasping at the straws mm-hmm. you know and i don't even technically know if disney's allowed to get it Could, to further their monopolizing i you hope know? not
0: i i hope there's laws in place unfortunately lately our government has been for monopolies which is very un-american in my opinion mm-hmm. um uh, and that's not any administration that's been going on for the, like the past 20, 30 years. It's yeah. it's not like a, a left or right thing. The entire government's been pushing monopolies. I mean, now theater, uh, studios can own theater chains, which was illegal for about 70 years, mm-hmm. uh, and is now no longer illegal, which I'm a little worried about,
1: but we'll see. Yeah. So, uh, so if, if we've got that, um, when obviously it will happen or if it will happen, um, we shall find out in the near future. Mm -hmm. Um, but hopefully my, for me and Mike's fingers, at least we're crossing them themselves. Um, (laughs) (laughs) that sounds weird, but, uh, anyway, uh, yeah. So who else could really be the competitor against Disney and them? I mean, obviously like Netflix, maybe Mm. I would say Hulu, but Hulu is owned by Disney. Um, so HBO max is up there probably. Yeah. Um, that
0: actually brings me to my next bit of news. If you got a, yeah, I mean that,
1: that's pretty much it. Yeah.
0: So, uh, Legendary Films, which is the film or the the studio that made Dune, Warner Brothers mm-hmm. is distributing, but Legendary made Dune. They are mm-hmm. suing Warner Brothers uh, to make sure that they get an exclusively theater release. Obviously, it hasn't gone through yet. So, it's whether or not that happens remains to be seen but there's yeah. i it's exactly what i predicted is that there would be a lot of lawsuits and litigation uh by different stu- uh studios mm-hmm. to try to prevent a uh simultaneous release um and i, I hope that every single one works
1: <laughs> yeah
0: yeah but uh yeah
1: see so yeah, like because uh, uh, we we did talk about this a little bit ago um and had a like 45 minute talk about it <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah, they they basically Warner Brothers didn't didn't really reach out to all the people uh all the creators of movies and stuff. They were just like, "Yeah, we're pushing all this shit to HBO." Yeah. And obviously a lot of people were pissed about it. Yeah. So. They they thought
0: that just because they're distribution, they could do whatever they want with distribution. Mm-hmm. But in contracts there's a lot of legal ease that says, "Hey, you need to do this for this long and this for this long before you can do this." Yeah. So, if certain films have those contracts, then they can uh, pursue legal action, which obviously Legendary has. And honestly, mm-hmm. anyone—I had a conversation with one of my co today. I love him to death; he's a great guy. But he said he wants—he would rather be able to see Godzilla, King of Monsters, or Godzilla versus Kong, rather at home the day it's released than wait a few months to watch it in theaters. And to that I say, you don't fucking deserve movie theaters. <laughs> yeah, uh, I love them to death, but that I I almost lost my shit when I heard. Well, not really.
1: Yeah one of, one foot. of my buddies we we actually just talked about this literally yesterday before I I went live. Uh, we were talking about uh, talking about how movies like you know it's a business that needs to be a thing, and we were talking about the whole discussion that we talked about last week about how pissed off we are. Zach doesn't go to the movies that often. Smiley like McGee? Smiley McGoo. Yep. Ugh. Um, And he doesn't go to the movies that often, right? But he is all for movies, like, still thriving, and, like, he's pissed at people who think that they shouldn't be a thing. Because, like, he will go to those Marvel movies that are, like, huge and shit like that.
0: That's the thing. People who don't want movie theaters to be a thing only don't want that because they're expensive, which mm-hmm. I get. But guess what? If you just fucking wait, it's going to be cheaper. The people yeah. you're paying you're paying ticket prices to see it early. You're not paying to see it. You're paying mm-hmm. to see it early. It's exactly why like digital rentals are twenty dollars when they're released yeah. on on streaming services. Like it's not it's not just a movie theater thing. Movies will always be expensive, and that is yeah. because they take cost millions of dollars to make.
1: You don't have to go see it. Yeah, so he's, he's all for, like, you know, us thriving, mm-hmm. but he only goes to the movies, like, once a year, if that. So it was it's pretty weird to not see the I for not being a dialogue. movie theater person then. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the last movie we both saw together was Sonic, so that's, <laughs> I, we need to go see a different movie at oh, this yeah.
0: point. <laughs> I, I was worried, that was almost the last movie I saw. Uh, I saw that the week before everything shut down, but then that weekend I also went and saw four other movies So mm-hmm. Sonic was almost the last thing I saw in theaters But then, then I, I don't saw know which
1: one specifically was the last one I saw But I definitely know it's the last one I remember seeing with a buddy Yeah For sure but Yeah um, Well besides the ones we saw together
0: Oh man we got. I, I gotta see movies more oh God,
1: I'm scratching my neck right yeah. now uh, I'm jonesing ah, yeah. God damn. <laughs> uh,
0: But yeah that's that's all the news I got You got anything else?
1: No, I think that's it. All
0: right, let's jump into a bitty, bitty fiddler on the roof.
1: Traditions, traditions. Without our traditions, our lives would be as shaky as, as, as a fiddler on the roof. Fiddler on the roof. In pre-revolutionary Russia, a Jewish peasant contends with marrying off three of his daughters while growing anti-Semitic sediment threatens his village directed by Norman Jewison please let me keep going please i got- no oh, no no
0: no you said sediment not sentiment yeah Fuck. sediment uh sediment i believe has to do with the ground but
1: uh, i mean who knows <laughs> well we'll talk about it in this review
0: <laughs> <laughs> sorry that's the only reason i snickered i wasn't gonna stop you and then you oh, said hold man. on i, I felt like, I'm so myself. good
1: and confident i'm like mike yeah. don't stop me now <laughs> I feel freddie mercury's rising in me right now this is insane uh, well that can be misconstrued too never oh god <laughs> yes it could i don't even want to do the rest of this okay <laughs> uh <laughs>
0: you want me to do yeah, go it? go ahead. Okay, directed by Norman Jewison, uh, written by Shalom El-I-Chem, Al- uh, Arnold Pearl, and Joseph Stein. It is starring Topol, Norma Crane, Leonard Frey, and Molly Picone, uh, and that is Fiddler on the Roof. It was nominated for several Oscars at won 3 uh, Let's see what it won. Uh, it won... Uh, Best Cinematography, Best Sound, and Best Music Scoring Adaptation, and Original Song Score. Um, I wonder what that
1: was up against, actually.
0: I I think... uh, Well, back then, I think all music categories were put in the same because... Yeah. um, Yeah, I don't know. John Williams, I didn't think he did it. Maybe it was something else. Maybe... That's Weird, that's I'm not sure what that's about. I'd have to do more research. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was up against uh, well, best actor Topol was nominated for Fiddler on the Roof. He lost to Gene Hackman in the French Connection. Uh, Leonard Frey, uh, who played uh, Mot- Motel, mm-hmm. uh, he was up for supporting actor. He lost to Ben Johnson in the Best Picture Show. Uh, so solid, solid films to lose to. Yeah, um, Fiddler on the Roof was up against. Summer 42, Last Picture Show, French Connection, and Nicholas and Alexandra for Cinematography, and won. Uh, Then it was also up against... Oh, it was also nominated for uh, director with uh, Norman Jewison. Lost to William Friedkind of the French Connection. Mm -hmm. Again, understandable. Um, And then... Where are you? Uh, Best Music. uh, it It won against Tchaikovsky, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory... Uh, the Boyfriend, and bed knobs and Broomsticks, and then I feel like there's one more. Yeah, Best Sound it won over Diamonds Are Forever, Mary Queen of Scots, Koch, and The French Connection, which is, I mean, this had great sound, but The French Connection also has great sound, yeah. so
1: that's saying something. French Connection was a killer movie, so it's understandable. That, yeah. Uh,
0: um, but I just want to say one thing. Mm-hmm. This movie slaps.
1: This movie did slap. It's My like cheeks are every, red. And I've got four of them.
0: <laughs> every every single song in this slapped. Like, yeah. I loved it. I, I, and I'm not one to use slang that I'm way no, too old you to don't. be using. <laughs> but, like, it's just, I loved every single song in it. I loved every single musical sequence. Mm-hmm. And, uh, obviously, um, the uh, the high points are, if I were a rich man... Uh, I love that sunrise sunset song. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a whole bunch of beautiful songs in this, but in my opinion, the bottle dancing sequence at the wedding is the best (laughs) musical sequence ever shot ever.
1: Just to look at, too, just to, which, yeah, yeah, just to look
0: at. Like they're not singing in that; they're just dancing.
1: They're but all holy in shit, sync, killing it with bottles. All, on their yeah,
0: heads. they're balancing bottles on their head. The, the not only are they in sync, the camera is moving with them as they're like kneeling on the ground. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's it moves left and right and back and forward with them. It's just, it's just a remarkable, especially for that time, a remarkable sequence. Yeah,
1: yeah, uh yeah. This this whole movie kind of kind of blew me away. Um, I was weary and not weary at the same time with the runtime, yeah. Um, but like I had a free day. I wasn't really irking about it in any way. So So
0: much so that you you watched another movie before and yeah, I watched and then I, made I watched another movie right before late. and I
1: was <laughs> yeah, I I was still like excited to actually watch this movie. Yeah. Uh I know this movie was very popular uh especially with like Jewish culture and everything like that. Um obviously i'm myself am not jewish but mm-hmm. i know i know about how much people love this movie and i did want to jump in this and honestly it it slaps <laughs> <laughs> it's, like,
0: it's a bop it's no um, it's
1: nah, it it was a really really heartfelt story not only yeah um uh between god what is his name um tevye um and him just like his relationship with his family and with his, uh, with his beliefs in the religion that he believes in, um, and the story that comes from the, the beginning of where he begins. So he's a milkman, and then eventually down the road, which we'll, we'll get to later, but um, eventually down the road when they have to separate from their homes and move on with their lives. Um, it's, it's just a huge emotional roller coaster in between all that, and it's, it was really yeah. cool to hear all the songs that came from that. Uh, as well, and how really freaking good they all were. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Yeah,
0: I agree. And and uh, the, uh, my only complaint, really, is the runtime. Like, it didn't mm-hmm. feel like three hours, but it felt... It, it did feel long. Yeah. S- a, a speci- a specifically towards, like, right uh, right in the middle of... Well, not in the middle. Eh, maybe in the middle. But, like, there's just parts where it's just like, okay, um, I... I could stand as to be a little quicker, but that didn't make it any less good. Yeah, um, like it felt long, but I was still enjoying
1: it throughout. It it was all entertaining. It was yeah. It did just feel like for yeah. me it was that that two thirds mark, like in in between. Um, About the that, hour that mark, felt a yeah. little yeah. That's that's where it felt long. I was, but I mean, again, it was very entertaining. It's mainly the energy in this whole movie, mm-hmm. especially with. Uh, um, Tevier's character and just how uppity and happy and just goofy he is and just how he is with the people around him so like the energy definitely helped keep the movie from feeling way too long oh yeah Uh, even though it was three hours but it didn't feel like it at all
0: yeah i I would 100% agree and uh i i used to uh edit wedding videos all the time Mm -hmm. and I'll tell you, Jewish weddings are so—they look like they're so much fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love traditional Jewish music, um, that like, and the ways they dance with it. It's just—it's—it's it's just a high energy
1: yeah.
0: dancing. And you know, one thing that I—a th- lot of the sequences in this, unlike other musicals, were just dancing. They weren't necessarily songs, which you know, yeah. you, you have movies like *Les Mis*, which is a masterpiece. Uh, well, the, the play, I, uh, the movie's really good. I, I know some people, but the, the, the whole opera of Les Miserables is a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. But it's singing nonstop. Yeah. Whereas this, they, they take breaks to dance, like the bottle dance, the dance after uh, he promises Laser Wolf uh, his daughter's hand in marriage. So
1: since we're right there, what a name
0: laser wolf laser
1: right? wolf right all whole time he's like uh i'm marrying you to laser wolf and i'm like yeah. no have me marry laser wolf please <laughs> <laughs> holy crap
0: <laughs> yeah and they kind of have like that dance battle with the, the russian soldiers yeah. there and it's just it's just so high energy that it's just absolutely full of life which was probably my favorite thing about it is mm-hmm. um just it's even with all like the the perse- persecution that they go through they they're all full of life mm-hmm. um and they're all hilarious especially tevye um, oh yeah like he he always one of my favorite bits he did is uh um they were talking about the tsar the russian tsar yeah uh which you know in anastasia eventually gets murdered mm-hmm. but uh the the russian tsar um was also persecuted Cuting jewish people um i don't know if it's the same czar but it's the same family for sure yeah um and every time they would talk about the tsar, they would spit while he had open milk and he would always just like cover it with his hands cover the <laughs> the open milk while they would spit and it happened like three or four times yeah and he just looked at them like what are you doing <laughs> and, and it's just really and uh he, he just has a lot of really Great comedic moments, like when he promises Motel uh, his daughter's hand in marriage, mm-hmm. and uh, I forget exactly what he says, but Motel's just like, uh, "Um, you won't
1: regret this." He's like, "I won't regret this. I won't regret this. Yeah. I'm
0: regretting it already."
1: <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just like screw the way he's like yelling and yeah. just like, "I won't regret this." I won't regret this. Yeah. I'm doing well, it already. But just like his voice is
0: shaking because the handshake staring is staring so, at him. Yeah, it's, it's it's so funny, and it's uh, like even his asides with God when he's like praying to God on what what he should do, which obviously like yeah. his his family doesn't see. Um, but even mm-hmm. those are funny, where he's just like, "It's tradition," but also maybe she should do this.
1: Mm-hmm. It's yes, yeah, the, the and that. Uh, since we're on that topic, there that when he had that side-to-sided talk with, with God was easily my favorite part each time it was happening oh, yeah. in the movie because the way they did it, too. Oh,
0: yeah. So,
1: so not only was it just a funny, goofy conversation that you just thought they were actually having, I mean, clearly he was kind of having it in his head, this, but every time he did have that conversation in each scene, you could see the distance of the situation that he's in he's like he puts himself away and talks to god yeah but like clearly it's uh, like he's talking to him in his head or something like that um but like you, you'll you'll see them they're face to face having a conversation and then like once they're like well what do you think and then he's like what do i think and then he's like <laughs> you 50 yards 60 feet away <laughs> <laughs> yeah talking to god about it
0: it's a jump cut but it works it has yeah. a purpose and and it shows you that they're not in that conversation, just to avoid any confusion if there was any. Mm-hmm. And it also makes it kind of funny because it is like, what do I think? And and uh, because
1: because like he, he's like, what do I think? And you're thinking he's still talking to them, but then that that cut happens where like he's like sixty feet away, and you're like, oh, he's he's having that God talk right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's having that he's God like, talk <laughs> right now. Um, but yeah, this was honestly like. I admit, even though I love classic movies, I do have a little bit of prejudice of the way they look. Mm-hmm. Uh, where, like, I I'm not as eager to see them if they look old. And this yeah. looks old. Uh, it looks like it's it's from it. The, the cinematography is beautiful, but just the film stock they use, the colors they use, mm-hmm. the the wardrobe they use, it does look old. Which it's it's supposed to. It's supposed to be in
1: 1903. Yeah, so 1903 yeah, like, before like it cars were
0: widely used and it so it definitely makes sense it's just, i i have this prejudice towards it which is why i put this off for so long mm-hmm. even though my family loves it yeah and like we said at the beginning it slaps it's just it, it it's does. just it's just wonderful um but i i didn't expect it to be, I knew it was going to be like a celebration of life, just from every song. I, like if I were a rich man, he's a poor man, but he sounds pretty happy about it, and just like even just dreaming of being a rich man is bringing him happiness. Yeah, uh, Matchmaker is a really happy song. Um, Sunrise, sunset, not so much, but it's still a beautiful song. And and it's just, I didn't expect it to be so silly in a way because it was pretty silly. Yeah. Even even in if I were a rich man, he's feeding the chickens, and one of his verses, he's just he's just imitating the chickens you go
1: (laughs) 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 just scaring the shit out of them yeah Yeah. it's it's just so it's so silly and i love it yeah it's it's a very very goofy movie very um i didn't expect anything bad from this but like very um kind of surprising in a way you know just how good it actually was for me Mm -hmm. and i feel like we're using that that word a lot like yeah
0: well i mean you're you're not I grew up on musicals, so yeah. I, I've always been a fan of them. Not as much as my family, because you know they love like My Fair Lady and Oklahoma and all mm-hmm. those old mu- those musicals, which I don't like. Yeah. Um, but you didn't grow up in them at all, so like you have only really,
1: I've only experienced a good handful of them. Yeah, yeah.
0: I've only ever heard you talk about Les Mis, mm-hmm. the producers, which you just watched. Not which that long I just ago. watched. Yeah, and, and then
1: there, if I had seen any others, it would maybe be like. Not even on two hands counted. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So like this. This one. This one also blew me away. I don't know how, how well done it was. Yeah. And uh, how more than likely I'll probably watch it again at some point in my life. Oh yeah. It's just it's, because
0: it, it's just a really fun movie, even with the subject matter. Like, obviously it's no secret unless you are an idiot conspiracy theorist that thinks the Holocaust never happened Mm -hmm. with zero evidence suggesting that it did not happen. Uh, Yeah. But like you, you, everyone knows that Jewish people have been persecuted so much Mm -hmm. throughout history, you know, from, from ancient Egypt until world war two, even after world war two, they're, they're just constantly persecuted. But to see this where like, they're being forced out of their homes and they still tried to have good spirits about it. Yeah. Um was was heartwarming and and just kind of seeing how the migration of Jewish people happened, you know, some people went to uh Yugoslavia, which is now Czech the Czech Republic mm. and another country. Uh and others went to the US. I think one person said they were going to England or something I don't know but it was just to see them and trying to be optimistic even with like the worst thing happening for no reason other than that they're, they're Jewish yeah uh, was remarkable
1: yeah I would honestly I mean it obviously wasn't like a I don't think a holiday film but I would I would honestly probably watch this maybe like every other year or so if I really you know if I was really feeling yeah. up to it you know what I'm saying
0: yeah at least up until the bottle sequence yeah. The bottle dancing. I mean it's it's good after that but that that was just like I was amazed at the bottle sequence just the way it was shot more than anything. I mean, it's probably to some people not that impressive mm-hmm. but it's just knowing how films were shot back then it was so unique and and compelling the colors were beautiful the deep blacks of their their suits uh, mixed with the, the kicking of the dirt every time they took a step it was just Mm-hmm. wonderful it, it was probably all by
1: accident too but it was just <laughs> wonderful just definitely little details that made the whole thing so much better
0: yeah absolutely um but yeah i don't got anything else to say about this
1: yeah i mean other than uh other than really the the relationships that, that he had with his kids and stuff like that which oh, yeah were all great and his decision making through that yeah were just really funny moments but also how caring he was to like kind of not really well, I, to betray his kind of uh, way of how religion was going then, but mm-hmm. also have his daughters be their own people.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the whole thing, even in the beginning, one of the first chorus pieces is the song Tradition, mm-hmm. where, like, they'll say something and then the chorus is just, Tradition! Yeah. Tradition!
1: And it really did set, like, a major peace throughout the rest of the yeah, film Yeah,
0: just the question of when do we force tradition on our kids and when do we let them decide for themselves mm-hmm. uh that whole thing and and maybe the traditions are a little outdated uh for the world we live in now and yeah. it's just it's it's an incredibly thoughtful piece while also showing a massive respect for the, the tradition of uh, judaism
1: yeah, yeah. So, so other than that I, that's really all i've got as well yeah
0: so, let's get into the judgment, Glenjamin button. This was your pick. So that means you go first with the the judgment. All is right. this a little shelf boy?
1: I uh, I don't think this is any surprise that I I personally think it will definitely be a shelf boy. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, there's just no there's just no hiding it at this point.
0: Yeah. Well, if this were a sh- uh shelf boy, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it would absolutely be a shelf boy. Um I other than really the only bad thing I have to say about it is the length. And even that is not a, a, yeah. a massive, you know, hurdle for, for me to get over. Yeah, it's uh, not a
1: very big take back. For yeah.
0: You. I'm, I'm used to watching three hour movies. Um, maybe in the theaters when I couldn't pause it to go to the bathroom, mm-hmm. I might've had an issue. Even then I probably wouldn't so have had Luckily an issue. they
1: even had an intermission in the middle.
0: Yeah. Bring back intermissions in movies. Yeah, That's for what real. <laughs> um, because remember when we saw go off a little when we saw Hateful Eight the seventy millimeter yeah. roadshow and we forgot there was an intermission we we're like oh
1: yeah well, what do we do with <laughs> our hands <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah this is absolutely a shelf boy uh, with the likes of Handmaiden and Apostle <laughs> and that brings us to our plugs for next week Glenn, tell the little children what they should check out next week
1: all right so we put we put this one off and uh, I'm gonna talk about it now. So, we had our opinions about the first season of Mandalorian, okay? Mm-hmm. And the start of the second one also kind of had its problems. 100%. But then it really kicked in, you know? This, like, the f- good second half of the second season of Mandalorian really fucking kicked ass to me. 100%. I 100%
0: agree. And uh,
1: I assume anybody who doesn't have... Disney Plus obviously hasn't seen Mandalorian yet. So uh, if you don't, I apologize for that. And I understand at the same time. But if you've got that free month trial somewhere hiding in your back pocket, I would full heartedly recommend to jump on this now Um, or wait. But now is definitely the, the best decision to make it and crank out the two seasons of Mandalorian because the season finale of two, holy shit. Oh was it
0: good 100% 100% agree
1: Uh-huh and it uh <laughs> Yeah yeah i know it's I kn- that I, that's an ancient language in the star wars <laughs> verse. decipher it and you'll understand what i'm saying yeah. but uh yeah that's that's my plug It's the basically the season finale or just watch mandalorian all together so you can experience what everybody's freaking out about Go, try mm-hmm. to watch it as soon as possible because everybody was spoiling it day one like being assholes oh i fucking it. hate those people yeah so, those,
0: those people are the same people that don't like movie theaters, so they can fuck off mm-hmm. for all I'm concerned. Straight um, wieners. So, yeah, Mandalorian, all of it, but primarily season two. Primarily that's that season That show would be a masterpiece if that arc happened in season one without the filler episodes. However, I will admit now uh, with uh, um, Bill Burr's character development, yeah. in hindsight, that one episode with Bill Burr was needed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm hoping that throughout the time other episodes become more needed in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 100% turnaround really, in my opinion for the, that show. Mm-hmm. Um, my plug for this, uh, week is going to be another film podcast. Ooh. Um, and honestly, it's a film podcast idea that I wish I had come out, come up with, uh,
1: Cause it well, is I'm time great... to go back in the past and take it. Come yeah. on.
0: <laughs> so there is this British comedian named Brett Goldstein, mm-hmm. and he loves movies. He loves films. He loves talking about films. Apparently, that's all he ever likes talking about with people, and it kind of annoys some people. Um, but he... But for us. So it's like me. It's like me, really. I couldn't care less about anything other than movies and maybe food. Yeah. But... Um well I mean that's so just delicious. Yeah. He has a podcast called Movies to Be Buried with with Brett Goldstein. That's the full title. <laughs> and it he essentially uh interviews fellow comedians and actors and so far they've all all only been british and i think that's just because he's a pretty small podcast at this point yeah um but like he has guests like will poulter nish kumar if you know who that is ashling b if you know who that is james acaster if you know who that
1: is oh james acaster a. is amazing
0: i, I love did i tell you to watch james acaster you oh, just know this oh i group. found him on netflix
1: oh we are lovers then we i are actually just soulmates. watched him this weekend uh james acaster is my favorite time. comedian
0: is my favorite comedian. Yeah, he's hilarious. Um, but yeah, he, he has an episode on this I suggest you check out. Uh, but so essentially he just asks them, like, m- he, he gets to know their lives through their movies. Like, what's the first movie you ever watched or remember watching? Mm-hmm. What's a movie that you didn't really care about but you love the experience of watching? Just movies like that. And then at the end he asks them, what is one movie? Like, you're going to heaven but you can only bring one movie. What movie is that? Yeah. Um, and it is it's just a really cool way to get to, to interview uh, comedians and actors while also talking about film. Yeah. Uh, so that is Films to Be Buried with with Brett Goldstein, and that is on pretty much any podcast platform. I will say one thing before we start, right? A little secret, a little behind the scenes secret. When I usually record the podcast, I say to the guest, oh, if you say anything you, you regret or you don't want it, or if it's too personal, just say, we'll cut that and we'll cut it. Uh, but now we have uh, witnesses. Um, so what I will say is if I say anything, because I'm not good at small talk, if I get too personal or you say something, you know, horrific mm. or anything, we should have a safe word. And so you say Titanic and then we stop. Got it. Got OK. It. Yeah, All it. yeah, that's right. fine with me. So yeah. let's. Uh, how, do you, hello, Will.
1: Hi, Brett.
0: Do you like films?
1: I do. convenience. I, yeah. <laughs> it's a good start. All right.
0: So those are our plugs for this week. It is streaming roulette because Netflix roulette is no longer. <laughs> it's been we buried that. in
1: a casket with. It, it's,
0: yeah, it's been buried. Uh, although watch now that that's the thing. But it's for, until further notice, we're calling it streaming roulette. Uh, for those who don't know how it works, there is this totally real roulette board. Uh, mm-hmm. where we spin it three times and then uh, it picks a movie on any given streaming platform and then we decide out of those three which we would rather watch. So without any further ado, let's get to spin. Ceresia. Ceresia. Oh, boy. It is spelled C-E-R-E-S-I-A. Uh, also known as DOST. On, on IMDb, but if you type in Cersia, it will come up on there. Uh, it is from 2016, so it does fit into that, um,
1: that timeline. Yeah, let that me just double review. check
0: where it comes on. Okay, that is going to be on Amazon Prime, it looks like. And it is a horror movie, drama, thriller. An FDA drug trial goes terribly wrong when it incites a young artist to take both his new girlfriend and doctor captive. Um so yeah that is uh it'll, it's an american film so that is Dost or Cersia uh, I don't know
1: why what that the change is. there is but uh yeah
0: yeah <laughs> but it's a 5.2 on IMDb uh that is our first movie uh
1: Prescription for Love Okay What? <laughs> that's the tagline under oh, the movie Oh god okay Prescription for uh, Love
0: I hope we get something better than that Okay spin number 2 <laughs> Up on the housetop. Oh, that's a 30-minute one. I don't want to do short films. Yeah. So let's skip that. Joseph and Mary. Oh, God. I can uh, only imagine what literally. that's Literally. It is a Kevin Sorbo Christian movie, it looks like. Um.
1: I keep forgetting to put movie at the end of this? Otherwise, 3. I'm just going to
0: get... 3.7 on IMDb. Uh so joseph and mary is a biblical drama that follows elijah a devout rabbi during a time of unrest when king herod and uh, the great slaughter of innocent claims the lives of two boys elijah had sworn to protect uh this it goes on for like another paragraph but i'm not going to read it uh that is kevin sorbo oh streaming roulette what have you done to us (laughs) Uh, (laughs) wasn't he (laughs) hercules He was Hercules, and now he's only in Christian films. Yeah. Uh, A little aside, there is a great uh, video on why Christian movies are terrible, and it's not because they are Christian. It's because they don't respect art, and I highly suggest everyone checks that out. Uh, I will send Glenn a little clip to input there. Okay. um, (laughs) Because that is my second plug, which I wasn't going to pick until this came up. All right, spin number three, please, 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 please be something palatable. Fox bat, fox bat, fox bat. What? Oh my god! What is also known known as Wu oh, Fuck.
1: Oh Wu Uh
0: In Hong Kong, a Chinese cook swallows a microfilm by accident and becomes a target. Oh God. Um. Do you want to spin any of these one more time?
1: We know the rules. We already we already took took oh, Glenn, out that short Oh Glenn, why are you film. such a stickler? Oh listen, I just <laughs> just want our options to be somewhat annoying.
0: Uh, this is terrible.
1: This is terrible. Uh, I mean, I'm leading. I'm leading Joseph and Mary all day. Oh my God! And by that, serious. I'm not. Jesus, okay, so, I mean, Foxbat sounds the most interesting.
0: Okay, Uh, I kind of went behind your back and spinned it a fourth time. Do you want (laughs) to know what I got?
1: Oh, let me get Google. Yeah.
0: The 39 Steps, which is an Alfred Hitchcock movie. (laughs) (laughs) Legitimately was the first thing I I spun after that. And I don't know about you, but I think that's a sign. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know what
0: What were the other three movies? Because they don't even count anymore <laughs> Full disclosure, I have seen this But I'd rather we rewatch it Than any of that other shit that we got Oh, Glenn, are you okay with this? Because if you're okay yeah, with this, yeah. this, is what we're doing Okay oh, Thank you, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph And not Kevin Sorbo <laughs> Beautiful, mysterious woman pursued by gunmen Sounds like a spy story
1: it is. Only I prefer the word agent better.
0: I've known what it is to feel lonely and helpless
1: and to have the whole world against me and those are things that no man or woman ought to feel.
0: 39 steps. That is going to be on Amazon prime. A man in London tries to help a counter espionage agent, but when, and when the agent is killed and the man stands accused, he must go on the run to save himself and stop a spy ring which is trying to steal top secret information. It's directed by Alfred Hitchcock written by John Buchan, Jane, uh, Charles Bennett and Ian Hay starring Robert Donat, uh, Madeline Carroll, Lucy Mannheim, and Godfrey Turrell. And that is on Amazon prime. And honestly, even though that broke the rules, that was a sign from
1: from, <laughs> from film Jeebus. I'm trying to like look film at Jeebus the other. that Kevin
0: Sorbo loves and praises. He was just like, don't regardless, watch. Regardless,
1: Kevin Sorbo wasn't going to happen.
0: Yeah, I know,
1: but still, it was just, uh, it was going to be between <laughs> Doxed, which had a budget of seventy five thousand, so it was definitely a smaller film. Yeah, I might actually look into these, regardless. At least yeah. uh, Doxed.
0: Fox Badges is the name, but... Yeah. Uh, but anyway, that's our film, The 39 Steps on Amazon Prime. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And <laughs> listen to us break our own rules. Uh, as always you can check out our website KeystonefilmReview.com on Instagram Keystone underscore film underscore review, Twitter, Keystone underscore film, Facebook Keystone Film Review, YouTube Keystone Film Review, and on Letterboxd, I am Mike KFR. And I am Glenn KFR. And that will do it until next week when we praise Film Jeepers for me breaking my rules and <laughs> giving us a sign from Sir Alfred Hitchcock. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs>